All right, welcome to episode one of real-life Kratom stories about how Kratom has benefited, if not saved, the lives of actual people. And today we have Kendall Clark. How you doing today? I'm doing good. So, tell me your real-life Kratom story. How did Kratom help you or save you? Well, I was hooked on tramadol for, I'm going to say, two or three years. I was originally prescribed it for scoliosis. And it, it began as like 250 milligrams a tablet a day. You know how opiates are. They go up, and they gradually they go up, and they go up. First it was two a day, then it was two at a time, then it was three at a time, then it was four at a time. And I ran out ooh, a week or so after it was filled, and the pharmacy wouldn't fill it. So then I go back to the doctor, and the doctor looks at me and she goes, How are you out already? Well, one wasn't enough. You know what doctors do. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. I'm not going to do anything. I did get her to bump me up to three times a day, a few times, but it took a lot of effort. And eventually she got sick of it and cut me off altogether. So then I started ordering them over the internet from Internet Pharmacy, which is extremely pricey. Yeah, so um, that's one annoying thing about prescription opioids. It's like, you know, with Kratom, you take as much as you need. You know, for chronic pain. Mm -hmm. But with the pills, they try to, like, make you feel like a drug addict if you take, like, what you actually need to feel pain relief. That's exactly what they did do. And then they completely control your life, too, you know? Well, Tramadol isn't just a painkiller. It is a painkiller, but it's also an antidepressant on top of that. So, both of those things individually have bad symptoms. But combine them, and it gets much worse. Right, so tramadol's like an antidepressant, right, also? It's an antidepressant and a weak um, opiate, yeah. So once I got cut off, I was ordering them over the internet. It started out as $257 for 150 milligrams pills. And they just, the price kept gradually creeping up and creeping up. How much? And the pills, and you might just get $257. Or 180-50 milligrams up. Ooh. And how long did that last? I thought that was bad. Oh. Let me see. Six months to a year, the price kept gradually creeping up. I had to push pharmacies a couple of times because they get shut down by the DEA. Or I'm not exactly sure if they shut down. Anyway, they'd go away. So I wanted to find someone else. And eventually... I went from 50 milligrams of tramadol at a time to 200 milligrams of tramadol at a time because it was the least amount that would actually work. Um, so the price was bad. <laughs> so how long did these bottles last, like uh, hundreds of pills? Was it like one week or like a month? I could stretch them out to about three if I was very careful, but I wasn't very good at that. Because tramadol really didn't help that much. And it did a little, but you know how it goes. Yeah. It sort of helped, but not really. So if I could, if I stretch them out, it might last three weeks. And, and then... It left me just long enough for me to have enough money to order more, but it's killing my bank account. Those pills, I think the last time I ordered Tramadol was November of last year, and it cost me $415 for 180 200 milligrams. I'm not kidding either. I paid it. Um, wow. So, 
Yeah, because it kind of goes from, like, you're trying to relieve pain to, like, you're just trying to avoid the withdrawal, right? Oh, God, yeah. And tramadol is particularly bad because of the two things that it does. If it were just a painkiller, it might not have been so bad. When I ran out, oh, God. It was like painkiller withdrawal and then antidepressant on top of that. So I was able, unable to sleep for, at all, for two, three weeks at a time. Wow. I passed out for 30 minutes. But after that, I was up no matter how tired I was. And were, were you, like, really scared and paranoid, too? Uh, not really, except I wanted to rip people's heads off. Oh, because I went through the antidepressant or psych med withdrawal, like, full-on cold turkey once, and, like, that was the main symptom. I was so scared. Like, I was just sitting in a chair, scared of everything, and I didn't I sleep at all. from being in a normal mood to one of the other extremes, you know? Extreme rage or the other end. And it was, like, very little warning, and I could feel it coming, but couldn't really do anything about it. Yeah. So... What else with the withdrawal? Uh, and also, it sounds like you kept going back. So you went through the withdrawal for weeks, and then you relapsed? Was that how it is? Or? Well, let me think. Let me think. Um, if I was careful, I would only have to go through withdrawal a couple of days. Oh. It would be a couple of weeks. So you were going through, like, a living so, hell, like, every few weeks when you yeah. ran out. Exactly. I would have enough. See, by the time the doctor took me off, so when she cut me off, she tried to give me five or six other meds. I'll get to the Tylenol rant in a minute, but she tried to give me amitriptyline, which is an antidepressant, and tricyclic, tricyclic antidepressant, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so Xanadine, which is a muscle relaxer supposedly related to clonidine. Meloxicam, which is anti-inflammatory. Don't get me started. That is. All those meds worked only if I had tramadol to add to it. Right. I might as well have not taken anything. Yeah, it's crazy how doctors give meds that, like, you know, they just make your body worse, actually. They don't solve the problem of the opioid dependence. They just add all these other problems and side effects. That's my opinion. Right. So, um, my mom turned me on to Kratom. I'm going to say... October of 2019, I think. And the only place I knew to buy Kratom at was the smoke shop. And people say not to buy it there, but I happen to know it's going to get rented. You can look at me no matter where you get it. But I can only buy 120 capsules at a time for my first stuff. So it, it took me a couple months to find the dose that I could work. Because until I did, I'd go through them in a week or two and not have anything to take until I could afford more. Hmm. Once I actually stopped the kratom, my dose is like six to eight grams. You'd be sick. Only going up to eight is really bad. But once I found it, I was able to find a place that sold kilos of it. I'm good. Right. But it was sort of in between discovering kratom and finding the dose that I did relapse. Cause I did relapse once. I um, I go. Why do I have to take 12 capsules when I can just take one pill of this? That was literally the only reason. Because the credit didn't work. It was just, I'll just take one pill and I'll be fine. 
Well, that worked out for a couple of months until I was overdrawing my account, trying to figure out how to afford the pills and buy and pay bills and everything else, and it wasn't an issue. Yeah, and how many tramadols did you need per day? Like, how many milligrams total per day? 200 milligrams per tablet. I believe I took three per day, which is 200 milligrams above the FDA outer limit. Yeah, that's the scary thing about tramadol. Like, you know, morphine, of course, you're not supposed to take too much of that. There's a limit, supposedly. But tramadol, the limit's real because of the um, effect on the norepinephrine and serotonin. Like, you can actually get, like, seizures, God forbid, and all that. Like, did you have any... I was about, I was about to get to that. That's exactly what happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Next time I open my eyes, I'm halfway to the hospital in Amherst, wondering what the hell happened. Oh. Yeah, an overdose. So um. They didn't give me the locksone or anything of that. They did. They did. I don't know. But they switched me from tramadol to codeine, which, you know, didn't work to do anything. Yeah. But after that, when I said, you know what, screw it, I'm going to stick to the crown so you had like a seizure, right? It wasn't like an overdose in that sense. It was like a seizure. Not an overdose. At least I don't think so. It's literally one minute I'm sitting here talking to you wide awake. Next minute I'm in the ambulance and there's like a blank. Right. I don't know what happened. I don't know how long. Well, thank God you're still alive. It sounds really horrible. Um. So, yeah. I take, it doesn't matter what strain of crowd I take. I take... And yeah, that's the thing about Kratom too, is like, you know, you were saying you were making a decision between taking 12 capsules or taking one pill, and in the end it's not one pill anyways, you probably took like, you know, you said you took three per day, which is probably like... Right, it was one pill at a time, but several times per day. Yeah, but more... I've got so many Kratom capsules here, I couldn't possibly go through it in a month, no matter how many I ate. And then more than that, you know, Kratom is safe. It's never killed anyone. There's never been an overdose. So, like, these pills is like Russian roulette. Especially because you have to take more and more to, you know, get even to get relief from the withdrawal. You probably weren't even getting really high. You were probably just getting relief from the withdrawal for periods of time. You got to take more and more just to, like, Basically, stay out of withdrawal. It would re- yeah, it would return me to normal while the pill was in my system, but the minute it wore off... Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually been high. I mean, I took it for pain relief. But when I got it, when I first got it, I didn't even know what the hell it was. She said tramadol, and I'm like, well, that killed pain? Yeah, okay. Well, six months later, I figured out what it was, and by then it was way too late. That's crazy. They didn't even tell you it's addictive. Nope. Wow. Not a thing. That My should be like a. The one who... That should be against the law, right? Should be, but obviously isn't. Remember Oxycontin? Of course. Yeah, I've written some articles on that. <laughs> I remember it I too. I read them. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know that's something that should be changed nowadays. You know, like we're talking about it. It's been going on for years. Why don't they have a law that says you got to put like a black box warning, like cigarettes, and make it really obvious that this is addictive and life changing? Yeah. There probably is, like, a warning on the boxes that the pharmacy uses to supply the bottles. 
I don't think they're on the bottles themselves. They're probably on some of the paper you get, but I can't read those damn papers anyway. So. And so, how has Kratom, like, relieved your pain versus the Tramadol? What's Kills better? It. Kills it completely. I mean, nothing. So you're saying Kratom worked better than Tramadol? Yeah, it worked better than Tramadol. It works better. See, I've, I've taken two or three different opiates over the, over the years. I started out with Tramadol. I never went to anything like Oxycontin, but I went through Tramadol, and a couple times the pharmacy wouldn't have it. So they'd send me a drug called Pentadol, which is like Tramadol, just almost the exact same chemical makeup, just a hell of a lot stronger. And every once in a while, when I would run out of Tramadol and couldn't get buy more, I took a couple of my life Vicodin, but I was very careful with those because they make the Tramadol look almost like nothing. Yeah, well, actually, I would say it's all just as bad, all the opioid withdrawals. It's just like, there's an equal dose, so you were taking like 60 milligrams of morphine equivalent. Um, yeah, I think... It turned out after I'd already switched to the Kratom, like after I switched the Kratom and looked into it, I started figuring that out, but while I was on them, I didn't know anything. And how easy was it to switch from Tramadol to Kratom? Like, was there any withdrawal when you did that? None. That's the great thing about Kratom. That's why I go on and on and on about it all the time. You probably see my tweets all the time. Yeah. Because it was like, I mean, I take 12 capsules at least. I think at the most, I go up to 8 grams, which is 16. But I can I can stick within that range. I can even take less if it's not bad. No, I, I take it. I'm good for 6, 7 hours. I mean, I do take it 2 or 3 times a day because obviously the pain's not gone. But, I don't have to go to a doctor, I don't have to deal with any bullshit, I don't have to deal with, we can't tell you a prescription yet. People don't think that's such a big deal, but when you've gone through it, you just, not to have to, oh shit, I'm not going to run out tomorrow, that's a big deal. Yeah, they completely take over your life with that. And then they build a criminal that's case cool. against you too, you know? It's crazy, it's like, they well, get... What really pisses me off is... When my doctor cut me off, oh, I'm interrupting you. When my, when my doctor cut me off, I asked what I was supposed to do. I bet you can guess the answer I got. Um, take Tylenol. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, right? They're like, oh, just take some Tylenol. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, buddy, I'll break your back and give you Tylenol. See what you think. And yeah, Tylenol is actually really deadly compared to Kratom, too. I know, and I don't think it's very effective on pain. I've read up on it, and I don't understand how it kills pain, period, let alone why people think it works for it. It works just a little for fevers and um, for non-pain sort of pain, like inflammation a little bit. And then it doesn't really work if you take it a lot, just like the opioids, you know? Like, if you could take it a little bit right. for, like, a wisdom tooth, but if you take it for weeks, it's not going to work anymore. Just, like, all the opioids. Exactly. That's another thing. Like, maybe Tramadol did work for your pain for, like, the first week or two, right? And then it stopped working. Is that how it happened? It was a little bit longer than that, and then it didn't quit quite right away. But, yeah, um, when I first took it, I'm like, holy shit, this stuff numbs me out. I feel great. And a couple weeks later, I'm like... 
Yeah, and then it stops working. That's right when you get physically addicted, too. It's crazy. And uh, I don't understand why the FDA is the one that hates Gratum. We're always going on about it. I hear that shit every day, and I lose it every day. Yeah, that's just... They're literally trying to force people to use these pills that, like, messed your life up, and worse pills than that. Like, they want people to be on the addictive yeah. and useless pills to make money. Like, it's such a cold I, decision. I, I don't know, but it might have. Well, sounds like God saved you, you know? Like, it sounds like you were at the gates and he turned you back, you know? So, um... My mom turned me on to Kratom, and so I started buying them in the smoke shop. Eventually, I started buying them. I take them in cash. So I buy them over the internet now because they're a lot. I get a lot more of them. I kind of wish I could get my medical insurance to pay for it, but... That's never gonna happen. I'll just pay him out of my own pocket. Yeah, it's. I think it's like cheaper than the copay, anyways. <laughs> so. <laughs> True that. Yeah, because I'm on Medicaid, and you know anybody who's on Medicaid, that insurance. It's not even insurance. Like, yeah, my wife has Medicaid, and like we'll literally tried. We tried to use it once in the last year, and they're like, "Oh, you can't go to this doctor unless you go to the general doctor first and it was like an emergency. Um, so they're trying to tell right. me, they're trying to tell me to make an appointment and like wait a week or two and then get a reference and then go for another week or two and get the doctor instead of just taking care of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm sure if there's... One of the first things my doctor did before she cut me off, um, she started, you know, she bumped me to three times a day on the tramadol, one pill, even though I told her several dozen times that it was taking four 50 milligrams of pills, six kilos. You don't need that many. I'm not here telling you I do. Hello? Well. So she tried to get me to go to pain management. Uh, this was right around the time everybody was getting cut off their painkillers. So I go in. 90% of the pain doctors in that area, in Tyler, which is like 30 miles away, would not prescribe opiates. I don't know what they expected people to use. Whatever it was, it wasn't what I was using. That was a waste of trip. I go all the way up there. I need some more tramadol. Why can't give me that? Here, try injections. What are you going to inject me with? Oh, right. Don't worry about that. Just do it. The hydrocortisone. Yeah, my dad went through this whole saga. He was, um, got tied up in the pill mills, and then they cut everyone off, and he was on hydrocortisone, and then God knows what else after that. Um... But yeah, they were giving him injections, and it was like crazy expensive, and it just seemed like it made him more in pain. And messed. Worse. Yeah, like they're sticking needles into his spine, and he got worse and yeah. worse. You know. I was fortunate enough to read up on that shit before I said go, because I otherwise I might have been so desperate I might have done it. But I read up on it. I'm like, stick a needle in my spine? I don't think so. It seems like a lot of things are like I that nowadays. Know. Um, right. Where they get injection. They give you a medicine that actually makes it worse, or some sort of operation that makes it worse, and that just makes them more money. It's such a cold-hearted. You know what they tried with? Go ahead. They tried with me at once. They gave me gabapentin and Lyrica, and uh, what was the other one? Cymbalta. They hated all three of them. Yeah. Um, they didn't work. Of course, they didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, those are pretty addictive too, and side effects. Like they, I think people that quit it get really anxious and jittery, you know. 
Um, that's how it is, though. All these... I think one thing that's been proven from this entire saga is, like, any synthetic medicine is literally worse than nature's medicine. Period. I see. This whole hell, as you put it, wouldn't it have been necessary if somebody had just fucking told me about Kratom when I went to the doctor in the first place? This whole bit would have been skipped over and I wouldn't have had to do any of it. And I wouldn't keep having to tell people who think I'm lying to them that Kratom works. Right, I'm sure if you told the doctor, they would tell you to quit and go on Suboxone or something. They but... didn't. Well, actually, they kind of did, okay? When I switched to Kratom and was taking it and was feeling better than I ever had, I'm not a depression kind of guy, but you get enough pain, depression just sort of creeps in there. So Kratom killed both of those pains, obviously. Depression, I didn't even realize I had until, until it wasn't there anymore. So I go back to the doctor, and she's like, well... Um, you wouldn't go to PT and they tried that you wouldn't go to PT I couldn't go because my insurance wouldn't pay for it but anyway I, she said I wouldn't go I said I could the insurance couldn't pay for it she blew it off like I had not said anything she's like what do you want me to do I said I don't need anything I got cried up she looked at me for about five minutes she goes oh that well your pain must be gone because obviously that doesn't work and I get fired she said that? She said that. What was that again, exactly? I walked out. <laughs> huh? What'd she say, exactly? She, she kind of looks at me, and she goes, how's that been looking for you? I'm like, that's a hell of a lot better than the pills you had me on. Well, I don't understand how that's possible. The FDA says it doesn't work. I didn't say anything to that, because I wasn't going to get in an argument over it. So I just stand up and walk out. A week later, I get a what it's called when a doctor dismisses you but I got a letter saying she was no longer my doctor and the reason she gave was non-compliant wow that's crazy yep and it's almost like I don't know if they're forced to be like that I think it is like part of the system like they can't condone Kratom or they would lose their job and their license might just be that um I don't know part of it is she just got when, when I was struggling with tramadol she got so fed up with me trying anything and everything I could to get more that I think she would have cut me off no matter what I did uh, but I think it's partially skepticism when you look at Kratom if you look if you google it the first thing you're going to come up with is FDA shit and a couple of articles from like the Mayo Clinic and uh, yep WebMD that basically say if it is you don't do it before you see literally anything else yeah, it's like Google's censoring the information. You know, the government and Google combined have... Yeah, they, they're they putting all the fake information first to try to bias everyone. I can't figure out whether the FDA is just ignorant. They don't know about Kratom. But there's been so many scientific studies that absolutely prove that Kratom is safe and works and has painkillers and antidepressants. Yeah, they still do it, so I can't figure out if they're just stupid or they're just stubborn. They're not stupid. They're some of the smartest scientists. They're evil. They're actually just evil. And literally, you know, the American Kratom Association has gone to great lengths to explain this to the FDA. And Oh, yeah, I know. So it's not like no one's explaining it to the FDA. People have gone out of their way to explain it, and the FDA literally ignores it. They see it, and then they ignore it. Because they are intimately tied to Big Pharma. 
for some reason, like, I think a couple decades ago, the FDA was completely government-funded, but then that changed, and they made it so the FDA is funded almost entirely through pharmaceutical companies. Right around the time of OxyContin, I think. We're close to it. Yeah, I think it was, like, the 90s. It was, like, PDUFA, the Prescription Drug User Fee Act, and... That made it so the FDA gets like all of its money from Big Pharma, so then and then the FDA started doing whatever Big Pharma wants, and. So if the FDA hates kratom so much, why don't they just unilaterally ban it? I don't mean try to ban it legally. I mean just flat out outlaw it. Well, the FDA doesn't. Obviously, they can't for some reason. They've done everything they could so far, but they're still coming up with tricks. You know, it's like they're cooking up schemes. And the schemes happen every few months. There was a couple of weeks ago where, I'm not even sure if it was the FDA, but it was, the video said it was. Something about Kratom killing diabetic people, and the video sounded like it was read off someone's computer via screen reader. It wasn't very helpful. And they were talking about Gottlieb, who was the commissioner before the new one. I'm not sure who the new one is. So I can't believe anybody thought that was current info. It was old. Kind of crap that they try, and not to mention the news. What about the stupid customs officer? Oh, I gotta laugh out of that one. Yep, and then um, the mainstream news is participating in it, like you said. Like, they're literally not posting anything positive about Kratom on purpose. It's like all big conspiracy. Um, like, I even called the news station here. I called them, and I was like, I, I have, like, a thousand real-life stories about how Kratom has saved people. Because I did collect a thousand real-life stories, like, just little messages, not like this. This is the first detailed one I've collected. But, like, a thousand little paragraphs. And I wanted to go to the news and explain that Kratom saves lives. And I was, ex- let you. I was trying to tell them, like, hey, if you just air this, you know, because I'm in, like, Miami, it would save so many people just directly from people seeing it on TV. And he was like, why is this important? This doesn't matter. That's like they were saying that. Um, they were saying, like, what's the story? And I was like, well, this is a huge story, you know? In other words, if the FDA says something, it's a big deal. But if us, we say something, it doesn't matter. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. Well, fortunately, like, through this, even this little interview, like, you know, all the Kratom Warriors are working together and posting the correct info. And then there's a bunch of scientists, too, posting the studies that prove Kratom is safe. So that's all for episode one of Real Life Kratom Stories. Thank you again to Kendall Clark for taking your time to do this interview. Your story is amazing, and I really appreciate the conversation we had. And so, yeah, everyone listening, spread these stories around. Real Life Stories is the best way to show how Kratom is miraculous, how it really saves people. It's the best way to educate people about Kratom and also to keep Kratom legal, which is all life-saving effort. Stay tuned for more episodes on the Kratom Herald.